Hey, all you verses out there. Welcome to another Converse. My name is Justin, and I am not your Star-Lord for these flashback episodes. I know, it's, it's kind of weird for me, too. Right now, I'm just a humble listener. And I gotta say, I've been liking what I've been hearing. In these two Anchi flashbacks especially, we finally got Johnny McNulty on the podcast. Elaine, Connor, and myself know Johnny from Improvised Buffy that we did a couple years ago in downtown New York City. And I'm here to tell you that if you're in an improv scene and it is going south, like it's really going bad, Johnny McNulty is the one that you want on the wings to come in and deliver that perfect line that's going to tie everything together and make everything make sense. And besides that, he's just a a swell guy. He's He's just a nice guy. I've learned a lot from him, so it was great to have him finally guest on the podcast. So let's get right into this conversation that was recorded right after Anchi's flashback parts one and two. If you haven't listened to those yet, you might want to go back and listen because there are going to be some spoilers here. Enjoy the behind the scenes talk and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, folks, listeners, and welcome to The Table Converse. This is the flashback season, and I'm here with the astounding... Hi, I'm Allie. I play Onche, the Rixalite Technomancer. I'm Quinn, and I play Tyson, the supervisor. Hi, I'm Connor, and I played... Oh, God, Lamp, the uh, engineer. And hi, I'm Johnny, and I play... Benchley Parker, uh, the HR elf. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, hey, you guys. This is the first two episodes that I've ever GM'd in my life. I mean, it, yeah. like the first two games. This is the first two games I've ever GM'd. Thank you. Uh, it felt really dumb from here. It felt really dumb. <laughs> Just because you guys are all so brilliant and well. fantastical that uh, I was just like, man... I don't, I don't know how to serve the infinitely, like, intense and funny stories that you guys were serving up. Allie, how did it feel to have two episodes, like, kind of Anchi-centric? Elaine, um, let me put your mind at ease because it felt <laughs> extremely dumb from over here as well. <laughs> not you, but me. Um, that was not meant to be an insult. It was, how did it feel? Mostly terrifying, but also fun. Why terrifying? Because I did not feel like I prepared for this at all. Well, I think maybe a better question is, are you like excited about Anchi's trajectory on Tableverse? Yes. No, I am excited about that. Um, when I say terrified, I mean like I was worried. I was concerned that I wasn't going to do everyone else justice. But no, I'm very excited. It's really, really fun to dig into Anchi's backstory and to kind of flesh it out a little bit more. Now I was like, I was very upset at first because I'm the first one of the flashbacks that we're doing. I'm not sure how it's going to go when they actually air. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, why did I have to be first? You know, I was just like dreading it. And now that I guess it's done, I'm like really just fully excited to also like dive into everyone else's stories also. Yeah, I think like you were not picked out of any sort of like malfeasance or no, something. It was personal. just like it's purely a this schedule. Yeah. No, I know. Purely a scheduling thing, but I was really excited about Anchi's backstory because we had so much room to 
an event. Like we knew that Anshi had heartbreak and we knew that Anshi tapped into the Amboa Corporation and that and that's kind of it. So it was like really exciting to me to get to not only lay out Anshi's relevant backstory in terms of like the main plot of the the podcast, but also like give her some time alone to be like what's your deal? Like, what What are you excited about? Some of her interview questions, you know, like, who do you admire? Like, what do you, you know, those kind of questions was like fun to see in in the void, so to speak. Yeah, that's true, actually, because as Anshi, and especially because like, when Anshi kind of joined the Tableverse, there was like, so much going on right away. So they're like, like, it was forever before we even like, found out her class. So it's just like, to be able to like, really kind of take that time and not just be like, oh, what, there's a thousand things going on and the world is ending, but like the world is going to end and there's a hundred things going on, you know, <laughs> just be able to like get down a little bit. It's very fun. Yeah. And to have such a big uh, plot reveal, which involves the main storyline, frankly, that there are only three weeks left on Akaton. Like we're in the middle of that in right. the main storyline. So Akaton did die. Yeah. So this is actually like this flashback is a very recent well, so here's a great question. So Johnny's tapping in and he has oh. been listening faithfully to a lot of episodes. The truth is we don't know. As the season left off, Akaton still exists, but we don't have that key component information that there's only three weeks left. And and further, I guess we don't really know how Anshi's information impacts the rest of the team in terms of like in just in terms of the timeline. Like, Anshi joined the crew, and then we, what, we dove into Drakka's Keep to Drakka's save Kobach? Keep, yeah. yeah. And then we did the mine. Yeah, so this was kind of cool. Like, realizing that this was on the small window of time that Ekaton had hit me right in the Kobach. Mm-hmm. It hit you right in the Kobach, and this is information <laughs> that if Anshi reveals to the rest of the crew, I think would be very vital and exciting to see how everyone so this reacts isn't, to that. So this isn't, yeah. like, ancient history uh, this isn't an ancient history prequel. Okay. No. Okay. No. Well, that, I mean, you know, that I, I wasn't, so I'm in, I, I'm currently in episode 52, which I, I don't know where this will be when it's released, but you know, for context, we are near the end of the summer. I think episode 52 came out in the beginning of the summer and there's still a few more episodes for me to get to. Uh, so, you know, so I don't know what I don't know in those remaining uh, episodes. So, you know, I obviously I know that mm. Quib RIP is, is no is no longer with us. I was I'm less certain as to where I am right now as to the status of Janice. So is that something that we can catch me up on? Did Janice fully die? Janice is fully dead. Janice is fully dead. <laughs> None of the crew asked that question, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I did notice <laughs> <laughs> And he's still bitter about it, too. <laughs> so Janice entered into a coma, yeah. right? And actually, at the end of our last season, the very end, not to spoil it for Yeah, you, so don't spoil it. I mean, I'm going to hear it, like, later tonight. To. Why? Like, he, it was asked. Connor hates spoilers. I do. All right. So, Johnny, at the end of our most recent season, Janice woke up from his yeah. coma. And then died? What? <laughs> How does that feel for no, you? No, that's John? great. What do you mean? You that's there? terrific. I thought. <laughs> no, he didn't die. So he, 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 he woke up and he was like, this isn't right. He, he blew he, his brains no. out. What? 
Uh, no, that's wonderful. Okay, so the, no. the Amboa... So- He'd been okay. put in a coma. We know that he woke up. We don't know. We don't know anything else about it. I mean, listen, I'm very invested. I feel very much like you're, you're Michael Rappaport right now. You know, I'm just like a too intense fan who's coming in here and just being like, rah, rah. Uh. no, oh my gosh. No, I just, I just think, I, no, no. I just think it's the delay. It's just the delay on uh, our feed. I'm Johnny. I'm eating up every okay, moment then I'm of just this. Gonna, Plow. We're so happy I'm just going to plow you. forward then. Yeah. No, I'm very intrigued by what's Get going it. on with the manticores and the amboises, which first of all, if there's not some star-crossed romance going on here too, I mean, come on, you've, you've already got two great families, two great <laughs> houses uh, uh, coming together somewhere in between, you know, and not if not... Where are you seeing a I romance? I mean, listen, there's a lot of them. These are big families. We don't have to have met all of them later. This is happening in the <laughs> spin-off novels, uh, you know, that take that take place in other parts of the story. <laughs> this is zooming out for the story, right? You know, it's no longer just a little ragtag crew. Now we've got to save the dang universe and whatnot, right? It's, it's zooming out. The larger yeah. forces are coming into play. I'm excited. That's exactly, I think, Johnny, where we find like the larger crew of the Terrapin. And part of why we're doing these flashback episodes, right? Like it's this junction where Janice is waking up and she knows Janice somehow. Kobach is coming to reckon with Mm -hmm. his family and Leela's assuming captainship. Like it's... It all feels wonky. I think it all feels new and exciting. Quinn, I want to hear, one, how it felt to play a villain and and how much fun you had with that because you were amazing tonight. But also, I think for Johnny and for the listeners at home, how does the progression in the main storyline feel for you? It was fun to play a villain like I, I have never done that before. So it was a little weird, but fun to just go with it. And to just be ridiculous with the character like that, and you were so funny. I, I enjoyed that. Everybody, give me give me a verbal thumbs up if you enjoyed Quinn tonight because it was thumbs great. Very up. Thumbs up. I'm seeing adored. Everybody, everybody was hilarious. It was almost hard to keep going a lot of times, but yeah, it, it was really fun. And then as far as the story went, it's good to see where all she came from because we don't know a lot about that so then that kind of filled in some gaps as far as our playthroughs before but like finding out that Akatan only has you know three weeks instead of three months and the what's really going on with Ambwa being on Akatan and all that stuff it like connected a lot of dots and then it makes me think mm-hmm. like well you know what uh what is you know how does my family factor into this like how are they I mean Kobach's family how are they like pushing this agenda or furthering this thing and it, this actually left me with a lot of questions that I want answers to. Isn't it interesting how for Kobach, the experience of what we just found out is very different, right? Like, I think what's cool about the flashback yeah. episodes that we're going to do this season is that it's information that not necessarily anyone in the crew has so far. But more importantly, it's just sort of, it's character information. It's informative. We're going to see where it takes us. This is material that on for Anshi's past that we haven't seen before. Like, how did you feel about having a chance to showcase? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was really great to 
I really enjoyed being able to like focus more on like character story, I guess, which like so much of what Auntie's been doing in Tableverse so far has been like very plot driven. Um, so it was really nice. To, and I like, it's almost like I mm-hmm. forgot how fun it is to just like really dive into like characters and like, um, and it was very fun to get to play with all of you guys tonight. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, Queen kind of said this earlier, but there were full, full breaks that had to be taken just because like all of you guys were so fun. For the future, it's like, everything it's like everything's like happening at once you know and it feel like because like the way we're recording it is very drawn out so i feel like but then in the story it's like this is what like a week right probably a few weeks before uh on she like meets up with the the main crew so it feels like very exciting and like i don't know i'm very nervous especially after how this fight went, how we're going to survive. I'm like, wish that we had leveled up a little bit more maybe before we literally <laughs> try to save a planet. That's like, like my measly spells. Like, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're in it. You're in the weeds of it. And oh my God, can we just... All get oh a round of applause to Mr. Johnny McNulty. I don't think we did this before. We haven't uh, applauded you enough. I was just like, I know if we can get Johnny on here. Like, it's going to be so fucking funny. And tonight, I just like the number of times when I was like crying away from my microphone. Oh God, I, I can't even I can't even praise you enough because of like how silly and wonderful you are. Like, oh guys, uh, it means so much to have you on here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, just like truly jumped in and like I don't want to say stole the show, but like I don't know. I I had no I had no expectation. Like I didn't know what you know was coming at all, and like. Like Lamp, I was floored. I was just like, and I think everyone was doing, everyone was doing like the, <laughs> everyone was doing like the silent, the silent shaking laughter, like at the screen, like you can see everyone's like heads like bobbing. This season, in this season, I was sort of in charge of choosing like who would join us at the table. And for this thing, I was like, I have this really concrete idea of how I want Anji's like game. I want Anji's game to be there are three people who are in love with her, like awkwardly and uncomfortably. And I just knew that like you were going to round like you and Connor and Quinn who have performed together before and improvised Buffy. I was just like, this must happen. So, yeah, I knew that this was going to be this is what working with Johnny is like. So as the, as the old people say, this, I know you for your work. So well, I already knew. First of all, I can't. There's no way I can respond to all of this slanderous praise. But thank Compliments. you. And also, this was like I, you know, I mean, listen, we're all a little pent up these days, but I'm a bit more pent up than most. And so you're you're really getting my like this is opening. <laughs> 
<laughs> the top uh, on a very shaken bottle. So you're getting um, you're getting me at 120 percent for sure. But also, I was so excited to be here. I mean, I keep talking about listening to the show because I've been listening to the show and I'm excited to keep listening to the show. I'm really in, like I, I am invested in the larger plot. So now you've got to start cranking them out faster. Now that I know I have your numbers and I can call you and, and demand new content. Um, I do want to say one thing, which was that I like, like you asked Quinn what it's like to be a villain, which is interesting because it's obviously Kobach is not a villain, but I feel like he was like raised to be a villain. But like he just is is good, but he has villain mannerisms right. for sure. Like he clearly was raised by yeah. villains. Definitely. <laughs> he was he raised by villains villain. who want who want him to be a villain, right? Like part of the big struggle between Kobak and his family is like, why aren't you like capitulating? Sure. I mean, my family's in finance. I get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. The other thing I was going to say was there's one time where Leela is explaining the manticores to somebody. And of course, because it's Leela, she says the manticores, but it was very S. And so what I heard was semanticores. <laughs> and so now I, in my head canon, there is a rival family who's just really just the nitpickiest people who just pick apart every single thing. They also have a giant industrial conglomerate that's taking over the galaxy. But really, they're just unbearable. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Oh yes, the semantics. Yeah. Because it's semantics. Is that a joke you're making? <laughs> Technically, he's a uh, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to say this was my first. This is literally my first game uh, as like a GM or, or a DM. Like I, I was running. Yeah, it. you're great. And you did so well. That you means did. a lot to me. Thank you both. Um, yeah, fuck you, Connor and oh, so Johnny. I'm teasing. I said you it, it did. Made made you, your GMing made me feel very at ease when I came into this at like a very high key anxiety level. And honestly, like the whole game was so fun. And like all of that stress I had, like while we were playing, was gone. That means so much to me. I was really like, I was like, yes, women GMs. Thank you. Yeah. I just a little like, empathy for a change. Yeah, there's a little Justin. empathy there. And, That's yeah. uh, Justin, you listening? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Wait, I. <laughs> I love that the evil thing is based on <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy. Like, what? Yeah, that's, that's like, how great. fun is that? That's wonderful. That it was cognitive memory therapy. But I'm really excited to jam Anchi's and Kobox and Genesis. Like, I just like, there's so much territory <gasps> to kind of mine. There's going to be a Janus. Oh, of course there's going to be a Janus one. Janus lives. All right. So everybody. Everybody's getting two full episodes for their character, and everyone's paying them out in the same character, um, which I think is the right move. I also thought that Elaine did a wonderful job, and I also felt very cared for and supported, but everybody was saying it all at once, and I didn't want to, I wanted to give good audio of saying Elaine did a wonderful <laughs> job, and also that I, of course, leaped at the chance to do it when she texted me. <laughs> oh, that Thank is you. not what you said when she was in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm 
beyond pleased uh connor and johnny and quinn thank you all for your like really silly characters and just how they like folded into each other i know you didn't have any time to to you didn't talk with each other beforehand um i really think you all are just like fucking geniuses that you just like made a character that folded into the next one so beautifully i don't how do you do that I'm amazed. Well, I'm glad you asked, because if you go to the following link and pay $395, uh, no. (laughs) I'll tell you how to do it. Come on. Oh, my God. Johnny, you beautiful bunny. Connor, Quinn, Allie, come on. It just feels so good to to relish in uh, some of the beauties of being being a good little (laughs) little comedian. It's so nice to see you guys. We can enjoy that. It was weird to end on such a sincere note, but also I feel like we need it. Like we all really kind of need it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole world, you know. I'm glad you guys it's picked really that voice and yeah. not the Kermit voice. <laughs> Johnny, you have to do a little Kermit voice for the folks at home. Kermit D Frog here. I don't. I don't actually know if that's good because I haven't heard Kermit talk in a while. So for all I know, this could be completely wrong, but. This is the last time I remember hearing Kermit talk. Between that and Mike Tyson, we are definitely going to get sued. So I'm going to run away before they do that. Let's just let the moment lay there. All right. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to give a big bye when I give the count. One, two, three. Bye. Welcome to the other side. A lot like doing improv for the first time, being a dungeon master or a game master for the first time can be very intimidating. Now with improv, you get out there and the point is you don't have a script. You have to make up everything from scratch except for maybe a suggestion that you get from the audience. And even though as a game master or or a dungeon master, usually you do have a plan, you have an outline of what you want to happen or you expect to happen, it can still be very intimidating because you know, or at least you suspect, that these players are going to go in a direction that you didn't anticipate and you are going to freeze up. And I know for me personally, if I ever freeze up when I'm running a game and I have to think of what the NPC is going to say or what's in that drawer that they just opened up, it makes me feel like I've broken the verisimilitude 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 what is that word the 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 feeling of reality that the players have right if if i have to pause and then think hmm what's in this drawer you know then then all of a sudden they've got me and then they know that i'm faking it luckily elaine before becoming a, a star lord has had years of doing improv so she was uniquely positioned to handle those awkward uh, freezing moments, or at least they can be awkward sometimes. And so it's really interesting for me to hear her talk about that here, because if you have ever seen Elaine perform improv on a stage, you wouldn't think that she freezes up ever, because she gets up there with no fear in her eyes, and she's very confident and just goes in there and creates wonderful, expressive characters on the spot. It's, It's really awesome. And maybe one day that's what we should do. Maybe for the Discord community, we should do like a, like an improv night and, and we'll, we'll have a lot of fun. Like just just doing some improv, you know, not not worrying about any like game rules or anything, but like just doing some improv scenes. That might be that might that might be uh, fun.
If you would like the chance to encourage that type of event or join the conversation about all these flashback episodes, you can join our Discord community and the link for that will be in the show notes. There are also some outtakes from Anchi's flashbacks that have been collected on our Patreon. If you would like to see that behind-the-scenes content, consider becoming a patron and the link for that will be in the show notes as well. We'll be back soon with the next batch of flashback episodes. Until that time, remember, it is not in the stars to hold our destiny. It is in ourselves. Ourselves.